0: The Lady Eighty Show podcast. We talk about books, everything about books, and have great interview with authors. Here's one now. Well, today I'm here with Ian Pilbing, and I'm delighted to see you, Ian, because you have written a book called Are We There Yet? Now, this is quite a classic because that's the kind of title that we all hear. Particularly when we had children in the back of our, um, you know, our cars and stuff. But you, you actually hail from Boston in Lincolnshire, which is not far from me, and now has moved up. And you're living on the Isle of Wight. Is that correct? Are you in I, Scotland? I'm
1: in, yeah, I'm in Scotland. I'm in Scotland. I met, I <laughs> met a, I met a young Scottish lady a long time ago on the Isle of Wight. <laughs> right. <laughs> the rest, and, the rest is
0: history. <laughs> so, whereabouts are you in Scotland?
1: So I'm in Edinburgh, the capital city, beautiful city of Edinburgh, where I've right. been fortunate enough to live for over 20 years now.
0: OK, now your book, which you're going to tell us about very shortly, is about the biggest trip that you ever went on, which when you took your family round the world in 2008 and 2009. Um, when I was reading your book, you know when they say you, you know, the old film from... Um, Tom Cruise, you—you know, you got me from Hello. Um, well, the bit that got me in your book was on your twelfth page when you said, "I've always believed that life is a book. It's up to each author how many chapters of the book has, how how interesting they are." I was beginning to see that a year around the world with the kids would provide us with amazing chapters of our own books. So, as somebody who just loves books, hence we're talking today. So unpack that, that little paragraph for
1: me. Isn't that lovely? I'd forgotten I'd written that. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was saying to my wife the other day, one day I'll read this book and it'll be quite a surprise because, of course, when you write it, you're immersed in it. When you're editing it, you know every word. Um, and then it just goes on the shelf and you sell it and you don't read it yourself. So, um, yeah, that's a great little paragraph, actually. And I, I, I always have had that belief system. Um, my professional career was uh, in HR and I moved jobs about every five years on average and every time I moved it was a new part of my life and I'd see people who just did the same job in the same place for 40 years Hmm. and I always thought you know if it works for them then great but for me I just felt like what a wasted opportunity that's just one chapter so you know I believe I believe and I can't whether I've written this in the book but you know for me part of You know yeah. each chapter has memories in them, and create as many memories as you can for as long as you can until until you get to the point in life where you can't remember them. Uh, but you know, hopefully that will never <laughs> happen. But you know, I I firmly believe that uh, yeah, it's up to you how interesting your story is, and and of course how impactful it is on others as well.
0: Yes, that's right. So when you um, you got the book, are we there yet? The year long adventure that kept on giving. Did you think as you were doing it, I'm going to write a book about this, or did it happen afterwards?
1: Very much afterwards. I think I knew at the time I might write a book at some point. Uh, so as we were travelling, I was writing blogs. Um, some were some were quite good when I look back at them and were really helpful in giving me content for the book. Um, and others were just like, you know, here's a photograph, blah, you know, rubbish. but they were very sanitised because I was aware that we had people back at home my parents the most who were worrying about us so you know the the, the scary stuff that you know Rory nearly went under a bus today that sort of stuff didn't didn't go in the I mean. <laughs> yeah. um, so it was you know it was over a decade after the trip that I actually got around to writing the book um, and I say in the book that when we had this idea about, yeah, Quit in life and using some inheritance and traveling around the world for a year with a an eight and a ten year old. I said to my wife, "We could we could just invest this money for our future. You know, just go into into, into houses, etc. But what if we don't get there? Or we could spend it now on these travels and invest it, invest it in, it in us as a family, and in each of us as individuals. And then I said." I've no idea what that means, by the way, but I guess we might find out in about 10 years time. (laughs) And sure enough, in about 10 years time, we had found out and I was able to use that kind of sense of perspective to inform the the writing and the way that I was able to share the story. Because perhaps I understood it better later on than I did at the actual time we were doing it.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, do you think, because it's part memoir, part travel, part education, and then the whole curiosity for anyone who would love to have done that, but can't for whatever reason to to live, veros- what, what's, what's the word?
1: Oh, I know the word you want. Vexatiously. No, yeah. that's not the word. Anyway, I know the word. I'm sure I listened to word. <laughs> anyone
0: listening can make a comment and tell me what this word should be.
1: Vicariously
0: vicariously through you and and what your family went through um quite quite amazing and and on the cover um you've got your your is that your son and daughter
1: that's right
0: um going along um pretty much the same height even though there's a couple of years between them yeah
1: that's right that's right yeah. And is
0: that you and your wife ahead of them, or is that a random... No,
1: no, no I'm, t- I'm taking the photo, so uh, oh, right. that's, that. that's a couple of locals, that's in, a, uh, in Madagascar.
0: Right, so tell us, can you remember the order and what, you know, which countries you travel to?
1: Oh, yes, <laughs> I'll be able to recite these when I'm 95, I'm quite <laughs> sure.
0: Okay, go for <laughs> so, it then.
1: So uh, South Africa, uh, Swaziland, which isn't called that anymore, Madagascar, Mauritius, Hong Kong, China, Japan, uh, in, uh, Bali and Indonesia, Malaysia, Malaysian Borneo, Thailand, Cambodia, Singapore, Australia, New Zealand, Chile, Ecuador, Peru, uh, Galapagos include, including in Ecuador, Peru, and Brazil. There we are. I did it.
0: Well Never done. It. If I've done that
1: right. There's 20. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and when you go to sleep at night and think about those times, which one country comes to mind? Which which one is your kind of, wow, yeah, we really did that one?
1: Well, it, it, if you ask a different member of the family, you'll get a different answer. So we, we all answer this one differently. But I, I'm, I'm on, so I'll answer for me. Um, and actually a very topical, because we're, we're recording this just after the, the, the Jubilee weekend. Uh, so my favourite was Peru. Mm-hmm. And that's partly because I'd always wanted to go to Peru. Okay. And,
0: and I, I'll just interject here for listeners. The reason the Jubilee weekend is relevant here is because as we celebrated the Queen's 70th year reign in 2022, there was a little clip which nobody will ever forget now, of Paddington Bear taking tea with the Queen.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And when I was a kid, I loved Paddington Bear. And of course, Paddington Bear's great aunt Lucy came from deepest, to darkest Peru. And this just played with my imagination as a kid. So I'd always wanted to go there. Um, and it didn't disappoint. I loved it. I loved the, and I talk about it in the book, but I love the, the vibrancy and the history and the colours and the of course, some of the sites are after this world, you know, a place like Machu Picchu is just one of the, the most beautiful places in the world. But yeah, I absolutely love Peru. I could go back in a heartbeat.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> now, I liked when you started out, when you tell us about things you were thinking, like you thought you were being kidnapped by the Chinese mafia. I mm. mean, were they genuine scary moments along the way?
1: Yeah, there were. I mean, you, you don't do a year without things going wrong um, and you don't do a year at home without things going wrong. So inevitably, when you're traveling, you, I guess you increase the variables and the, the chances of things happening. So we didn't have too many. I mean, we avoided um, climatic disasters, So I was very careful about when we went to where we went to. Um, but yeah, things happened. The kids, you know, we had, we had two or three near misses with the kids. Um, So that's the worst that could have happened. Um, And uh, yeah, things like we weren't really being kidnapped by the Chinese mafia. But at that moment in time, in the back of that taxi, we thought it was a strong possibility. (laughs) So at at that moment, it was scary.
0: (laughs) What I enjoy is when you put in the daily diaries that you made your children write. Mm -hmm. And that gives such a different perspective how do they think about those entries now?
1: Yeah, well, I could tell you how they felt about them at the time. It was a real chore. <laughs> you <They> weren't, <laughs> weren't happy about having to write them. But what I've put in the in the book is some of the, the most special uh, diary entries. So some of the absolute you know highlight days. Um, and I think you know they they I mean they love the book. You know they absolutely love the book. Um, and they sometimes say to me that that didn't happen did it you know all well, that's wrong um but they I, I think now that they're young adults they're not embarrassed by those childlike words i think they like the fact that they they're perhaps captured for posterity okay so, yeah. They're, they're proud of it all now. They really
0: are. Fabulous. I like the way you summarise some of the bits at the end of uh, individual chapters. So At the end of the Australian summer chapter, you talk about the rules and the rules of the campsites that mm-hmm. sort of went on forever. You talk about how the local shop assistants talk to you and, um, and just getting used to the way things are. And then the most beautiful thing about the uh, $5 bag of chips
1: Yes, yes, that's right. Um, that was funny. I was sat outside on the bench, and uh, my wife Anne went in with the kids and asked for a five-dollar bag of chips, and she wouldn't—they wouldn't sell them to her. I thought there were too many chips. <laughs> my wife's going, hold on a minute. We're from Scotland. We can do chips. You yeah. <laughs> had to beg.
0: But she won. She won. Yes, as a, a half Scot myself, my father was Glaswegian, right. and we hail from Corby. So yeah, I I understand about yeah, chips yeah. and everything battered. So yes, <laughs> no problem there. So the bonus chapter is um you know considering when most people pick up a book, they will look at from the back forward, and you've called this "What did you learn?" Um, and and I, I just love those life tips and realizations can you go through any of these like that you're capable of more than you realize
1: yeah i mean that's there's there's about 20 there and they are things that i think i mean i i say that if i'd not done the trip with the kids i probably wouldn't have started my own business four years later because these these life lessons really woke me up to all sorts of things um so some people are what was the one you said sorry
0: you're capable of more than you realize yeah
1: absolutely so you know i we're just an ordinary family that did an extraordinary thing you know we just kind of sat there one day and went "Hmm, that's a good idea we'll do that then." without any sense really of what we would really the enormity of what we're doing so you know i believe if we can do, do that as a family then then any family can do it subject to the the opportunity being there um, and you know, and I've applied that to to, to grow in a business as well. You know, I spent 25 years in house doing HR in the public sector, no real commercial experience at all. And then I came out in 2014 and I started my own business. And guess what? There was an entrepreneur waiting to get out all those years, <laughs> and I and I found I was capable of so much more than I realized. And actually, one of the the biggest joys was meeting the entrepreneur within you know, meeting myself. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I genuinely believe that. We're all capable of more than we realise.
0: That almost sounds like a title of another book, actually, Meeting the Entrepreneur <laughs> from Within. That's
1: a good one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you said that you, and this, I'm sure, applies in both ways, is stick to your values and purpose when the tough, I can say when the tough get going, it's when the going <laughs> gets tough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're in a Billy Ocean song there, aren't we? Um, <laughs> No. Yeah uh, and you know that's 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 obviously critically important in business that you you really live your values all the time and your values get tested the most when uh you've got adversity but in the context context of our travels the reason we did this trip fundamentally wasn't to see lots of amazing places i mean obviously that was that was part of it but, but it was because we'd gone through a period in our, in our family life where we'd been uh, caring for my wife's elderly father and that had directly impacted on our ability to do normal things with our young kids like jump in the car on a Saturday morning spontaneously and go to the retail park and then have pizza or go to the cinema we just couldn't do those sorts of things so we wanted to get that back so in the entire year one of the absolute joys was when we're campervanning three three weeks up from Sydney to Cairns uh, on the east coast of Australia, and we got stopped halfway by flood water and we couldn't go any further. And we never got to the tropical north. But what we, but what we had, what we did do, was we turned round and we went back to the beaches that we bombed past in the van, and we spent a week just splashing in the waves
0: uh, with the kids good, with, with
1: bodyboards. And it was February. It was two thousand February two thousand nine. So you lot are shivering at home in a recession, and we're just having the most high quality family time with the kids and it just reminded me that that was the purpose of the trip in the first place
0: fantastic so, so will your children let you do this with their with their children will, oh, will they yet? <laughs> <laughs> are we there yet with the grandchildren
1: yeah. so no we're not there are there are no grandchildren <laughs> yet. Um, yet um my my son so he's the oldest he i mean they both traveled um a lot uh my daughter unfortunately has been long-term illness for a number of years so her her time will come later um but he last year married a, a mexican girl that he met in, in mexico city when he was traveling um so uh it may well be that we have to travel to see our grandkids and our grandkids have to travel to see us let alone any other travel that goes on but we'll, <laughs> we'll see what That's happens that story is yet to uh, to, to uh, be told, I'm afraid. It
0: <laughs> play out, that's right. right. Okay, so in the show notes, we'll put um, where to get the book on Amazon or is there a website that you would like people to go to as well?
1: If, if people would like to connect with me on Instagram um, at Original Family Trippers uh, or on Facebook at Ian Pilbeam Author uh, and they'd like either a signed copy um, or the audio book, which I narrated, then I can uh, I can just deal with that directly with them. But beyond that, yeah, it's on good old Amazon. We've got a that Jeff Bezos bloke needs a bit of help, so uh, yeah, <laughs> let's see what we can do.
0: <laughs> That's right, excellent. Thank you so much, Ian, for writing the book. I've been delight. Like, it's been a delight to read it. Thoroughly enjoyed it, and I well recommend it for people who, who, who. Um, I mean, it's it's what memoir, nonfiction. Where does it fall exactly?
1: Uh, I in the first week of sales, top of a top of one of the charts on Amazon for a whole week, and I think it was family travel. But I would call it a travel memoir. That's what I a call travel, it, travel memoir.
0: memoir. Yeah. yeah, very inspirational, and it would. Um, Anyone thinking of traveling with young children, it enables them to think it is doable.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello fresh.
2: For full, important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
1: Listen, if I can do it, anybody can.
2: (laughs) Brilliant.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Pleasure. Thank you.
0: Hi. Thank you for listening to the Lady 80 Show podcast. Come back, subscribe, and we'll do this all over again. Bye-bye.